The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. If you've joined us before, welcome back. If you're brand new, hello. Good to have you here. Uh, there's been a whole heap of new listeners throughout the last month or so, and uh, welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you guys about the Pelicans. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank. If you've got time, head over to Twitter and check out the page at Ethos Pelicans and my personal page at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K. The Pels, they dropped one on their West Coast road trip, uh, falling short to a, a fiery, uh, hot shooting night from the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, we had beaten them previously in the last few meetings, but uh, they came out firing with the return of Paul George and Reggie Jackson. Final score, 119 to 100. And the Pelicans got hit early and never really found their rhythm. Uh, Paul George, Reggie Jackson had the night off uh, the previous game and decided that they would return to take us on. Now, they had actually won the previous game behind Robert Covington going absolute ballistic, having like a 43-point night, as we talked about in the last episode. And uh, it sort of carried through with the hot shooting night. It was just, honestly, it was unbelievable. They went ballistic right from the start, jumped out to 37-31 lead in the first quarter. Second quarter, we scored a meager 13 points, and our offense was stifled. We couldn't get anything going. No one could hit a shot. Um, and all credit to the Clippers for putting it together and, and really um, taking advantage of it, dropping 29 in that first half. At, at halftime, 66-44, to 44, and it was an uphill battle. It was a real arm wrestle. Third quarter, 27-26, to 26, and final quarter, 29-27, to 27, but it was all said and done by about halfway through that uh, last quarter, and um, we brought the bench in. So the final score looks a little bit... Uh, Nicer than it probably was. Uh, we did get hammered from pillar to post. Guys couldn't hit shots. The ball movement was lackadaisical. Left a few free throws. And we just got smashed by a team that could hit threes. There's no way about it. And you can't be up. It's like, teams are going to have nights like that. And when they get going early and uh, get rolling and the ball goes in, teams are going to have nights like that. It's disappointing to lose a game by 20-odd points or 19 points. But... um. 
we're going to break it down. We're going to go through the uh, the key stats and the like um, that really turn this game on the head because it was like we've come out and played well against this team. They've had Paul George before. Uh, he returned after a lengthy elbow injury, a shoulder injury, and um, he was just great. He really was. He was shimmying after the uh, buzzer beater at the end of the first quarter, and I even <laughs> I was watching it, and I was like, oh, well, I hope that's not um, in vain, and hopefully we're not shimmying back on you at the end of the game. Uh, well, luckily for him, we didn't. They were just unbelievable. They shot 47% from the field, 48% from three-point range, and we shot a meager 40% from the field to 38% from three. And when a team goes and drops 21 three-pointers on you, you're in a bit of trouble. You're going to struggle. And uh, that was probably the key stat. We hit nine of 24 and really didn't settle for threes. Got chased off the three-point line a lot. And um, 47% for them, which was just huge. 21 three-pointers, and it was a barrage. And it didn't matter whether there was a hand in your face or trying to chase them. They were finding open guys and even contested threes were going in. They were just there. They were really good. And really, we got into the basket. We had 27 free throw attempts and they only had 10. So if you could see the mentality between the two teams from that pure stat is that we wanted to drive to the basket and they were rewarding us for that, uh, particularly in the second half. The first half, I mean, it was just woeful, but the, the Especially in that 13-point 13, um, 13 quarter, they always the refs like to do a bit of an even upper in the second half. But 8 out of 10 free throws for them, it meant that they didn't particularly need to go in there. And when you're hitting 21 three-pointers, what are you going to do? You don't have much of a choice because they um, they were really, really good. And you grin and bear it, and you, you bury this one in the back of the mind, and we move on because uh, there was a few issues. Uh, steals 10, we didn't take care of the ball, turnovers had a, a huge amount, we had 15, which, I mean, a huge amount, we've had big 21, or 20 turnover games earlier on in the season, but for a team that's been really good in recent times taking care of the ball, the, probably the last two games, even against the uh, the Lakers, we were bad at turning that ball over and just not making the right pass. Uh, they had 10 but we only managed to turn the 10 turnovers into 11 points off turnovers. They got back in uh, on defense and, and really disrupted what we wanted to do. Whereas they turned our 15 into 17 and, you know, there's the ball game right there. Rebounding. We got out, uh, we out-rebounded them. Huge amount. 54 to 41, 19 offensive rebounds and we just didn't uh, capitalize. They hit threes, had second hit chance points and uh, and they were just really, really effective in terms of turning in turning our turnovers into points and taking advantage of it. Um, yeah, disappointing. But alas, we, we move straight on and we take the Kings on tomorrow. Uh, we head over to the box score. CJ McCollum had 19 points on 7 of 18 shooting. An inefficient night for him and a couple of turnovers. Minus 21 in the plus minus. Wasn't his best game by the any stretch of the imagination. Brandon Ingram followed that up with a 15-point game. Had 3 of 11 and really couldn't get his shot going. Had 8 of 8 free throws. He was trying to be aggressive, trying to get himself going, but his shot was not. Had 6 turnovers as well. And it was one of Brandon's, probably one of his worst games of the season. I mean, 
They did. They threw everything at him. They were not getting beaten by Brandon Ingram. They refused to get beaten by CJ McCollum, and they just really went really hard at our centers. Uh, sorry, at our starters, and made it difficult. And that slip was that the fact that Jonas Valanciunas played twenty-two minutes and only had eight and nine, and he shot well. He shot four or six, but really, Zubac took him to work, and it was unlike Jonas. He is dealing with a sore ankle. Uh, and foot, as we know, and he's listed as questionable against Sacramento now by way of update. Uh, but it was it wasn't his best game by uh, by any stretch. And honestly, of the starters, Herb Jones was solid. He did a few things. Jackson Hayes had twelve and ten. He was probably the most um, active. For the game, and I, I was impressed with Jackson Hayes' efforts because he came out. He, he tried to take advantage of the size mismatches that he was presented with, having uh, Morris on him. But Morris got going really early as well. Um, honestly, everything came up Clippers. We can analyze it to the cows come home, but unfortunately, it was one of those games that guys made shots. And I think after the game, that was pretty telling in the post-game interviews. Is that we needed to adjust. Ty Lue did a very good job at getting his shooters open. And uh, we just got hammered. That was the long and the short of it. We ended up opting to go with a bit more Larry Nance. 28 uh, minutes. He had 10 and 8 and 2 assists there. Shooting was okay. 4 of 7. And I think that was purely for matchup purposes. When they went small, we wanted to go small with them. And there was the dual uh, Jacks, Larry Nance lineup at different times. Devontae Graham, 17 minutes. He had two points again. And he's, I don't know, his offensive role has disappeared. He seems to force it a little bit and missed his two three-pointers, obviously with the two points only. I don't know what's happening to him. He slumped a bit. He had that big 30-point explosion a few games ago. But since then, it's just disappeared. And hopefully, he can work it out because they're really going with Devontae more than Jose. Jose's role has disappeared down to seven minutes. And... I, I, I get that he's your veteran and you've already demoted him once and you don't want to demote him to a backup backup point guard, third string point guard, but gosh, he, he's not giving you too much when he's on. And now people are letting him shoot it because they know that he's he's not going to be able to hit it for the most part, uh, which I'm a big fan of Devontae Graham, so I hate saying that. Uh, I think he was a good pickup and I think he'll be really good with Zion uh, in the lineup and that's why he was picked up. You know, he was he was... Brought into this because he's a good catch-and-shoot, historically a good catch-and-shoot uh, three-point shooter. And with Zion, leaves him a lot of space and he can catch-and-shoot and make threes. But uh, that hasn't transpired this year, um, particularly in the last month or so. He's, he's probably fallen off a cliff a little bit since moving into that backup role. But, I mean, he was doing it a bit in the starters as well. So, uh, Trey Murphy in 17 minutes had 7-5, and five, defended really well, I thought was great, uh, Got did not get put in a position to succeed on the offensive end, uh, still managed to hit a three-pointer, um, but missed a, hop, uh, a few shots as well, maybe in rhythm dropped a few, but uh, I don't know, it was, a, it was a tough game. Najee, 10 points, aggressive, he got to the basket, got uh, four free throw attempts and made them all, and did his job. Najee came in and gave us that uh, that spark, and he was lauded after the game. Willie Green said he went with him because he needed that size and length, and he, he liked his aggressiveness. So it was really good. Jose, only seven minutes, as I said, two points and two assists, and I think we're underestimating how much of an impact he has when he plays. 
because we don't play him and all of a sudden we have this inability to penetrate defenses and move the ball and, and control tempo and then he comes in and we start winning. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure as to why he's disappeared. I understand Willie Green said after the game he didn't want to have lineups that were small, having Jose and CJ, but he went Devontae and CJ. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll find out one day, I'm sure, when uh, Jose cracks into the rotation properly and, and keeps delivering. So anyway, over for the... Clippers. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go in through them all, but I'll talk about guys that made threes. Uh, every player except the guys that come in at garbage time hit a three. Um, so if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. Uh, pardon me, besides Zubac. So, what? Reggie Jackson hit one. Five for Paul George, five of seven. Uh, Morris hit four of six. Batum, two of four. Man, one of two. Four of seven for Canard. Two of two for Hartenstein. When the center's stepping out shooting them, you know you're in some trouble. And two of six for Covington. Coffey had a three-point attempt in the last two minutes and missed it. And he was the only bloke that attempted and uh, come away with a donut. So, you know, you guys were hitting shots. But it was, it was one of those games. And when that happens, it makes it tricky. It makes it tricky to defend. Uh, you've got to come out on them. You can't gamble because guys will punish you. And that's what happened. So we will go to a break now, come back in a few moments and do a three key takeaways, preview the Sacramento game. And then, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. So I'll be back in a few moments. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So I would like to thank our sponsors, mybookie.ag. If you would like to do your gambling, go and do it online at mybookie.ag. Use the code ethos when you sign up. That'll give you a deposit match bonus. Uh, check it all out. They've got the poker games there. They've got all the casino and all the other casino games. Uh, all of your sports betting, whether that be multi-bets and, and parlays or or uh, standalone over-unders, all that sort of fun stuff. So go and check it out, mybookie.ag. Use the code ETHOS and get yourself some deposit match bonuses. Also, go and check out our friends at manscaped.com. The Lawnmower 4.0 is alive and well with a ceramic blade and also a light for all of those shaving in the dark instances. Perhaps the power's gone out and you don't have a generator. You've decided that candle light is not your thing. You've got the little light on your manscaped lawnmower 4.0 use the code ethos 20 at checkout we know that'll give us 20 percent off and free shipping we love a discount go and treat yourself over there also sports ethos new daily fantasy partner is thrivefantasy.com go and check them out use the code ethos when you sign up that will give you a hundred percent deposit match bonus and two or four free game tickets you can't get that with any other code so go and use ethos at 
thrivefantasy.com. Pick player props, and uh, you'll be rewarded when your players come back and uh, excel for you. So if you need some tips on daily fantasy, go and check out our DFS Today podcast over at the Sports Ethos Network, and enjoy winning. And finally, protect your identity online, expressvpn.com forward slash hoopball is the website you need to go and check out. You will get yourself an extra three month on a 12 month subscription. It's easy to use one click and you can use it to protect your identity online and your location and all that sort of fun stuff. You can use it with League Pass, Netflix, Amazon Prime, all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, Check it out. Use the code. Well, that website, expressvpn.com forward slash hoopball. Check it out. So, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Lyle here. Um, Three key takeaways. Number one, this is one of those games that we just got banged by a team that got really hot. We didn't do too much wrong. Turned the ball over a little bit too much. Didn't move the ball enough. Only 22 assists on the night. And we know we like to be up around that 27, 28 mark. I think that's where we really excel. The difference in this one was that they made a whole heap of three-pointers that we just couldn't match. When they hit 21 and you only hit nine, well, what are you going to do? You can continue to stick to your system and chase guys off, but when everyone's hot, it makes it really tough. Paul George is an elite player. We know that. And um, I think with this one, you have a look at the rotations. You have a look at... uh, the defensive movements and schemes that we threw at these different players because we'll come up against these guys perhaps again in the play-in um, and them being eight, if they win or lose, or if they lose, they'll come up against us for that uh, that final spot in the play-in should we win and remain in the nine spot. So we need to really review it, but don't let it uh, hamper into this game against Sacramento. That's really important that we come out, we respond. We know that was no good. Put it to bed, adjust, and execute like we did against the Lakers in that second half. Bring that momentum back. Play as a committee. So, number two, takeaways. Uh, Willie Green needs to work out what this rotation is. If if Jose is not the guy, which I don't understand why Devontae is over him, particularly this time of year, uh, well, he needs to sort of explain it as to why. I, I get he's a bit smaller, but he defends really well. He's a good ball handler. He's good at... Um, those steals, and and that's just the extra stuff. Besides that, he can run an offense, and he controls tempo, and he's a good ball handler, and he's a good shooter. So I think there needs to be some hard conversations made. There was a reason he was brought onto a proper contract off that two-way before play-in and playoffs so he could continue to play. So there's no point burning him now. Uh, I think that needs to be a hard conversation that Willie needs to have. And this is coming from a guy, me, that likes Devontae Graham. I've been a big fan of him. But I think this close to the end of the year, there needs to be an adjustment, and I think it needs to be Jose. My final key takeaway is play together. I sort of touched on it in the first key takeaway. Play together. We can't come out and play lackadaisically. It is imperative that we play together and move the ball and make sure we get our guys going. If Branham's out of rhythm or CJ's out of rhythm, 
We've got to get him in the rhythm. Give him the ball. Put him in positions to succeed. Get Jonas going early because if he is playing, he's going to play a key role. And, you know, Sacramento, while they, uh, I think they're eliminated from the postseason already, they're not just going to lie down. They want to ruin our day as well. That's what teams do at their bottom, at the end of the season that aren't coming into any chance of uh, postseason action. They play free. They try different things out, and sometimes they surprise you. And the Kings have been a team that have really upset us throughout the, the year. They've, they've beaten us a couple of times. We've beaten them once. We need to be aware, aware of them because De'Aaron Fox is a gun. I'll tell you that for free. So, just preview that uh, game before we wrap up. Uh, we play them at Sacramento. It's a 10 a.m. game my time, so I suppose that translates to 9 p.m. game Central Time. Uh, that is not going to be fun. That's another late one, uh, particularly in the middle of the week. Not ideal, but we'll sit up and watch it. Uh, I'm sure everyone will enjoy that. We need to come out, need to play hard, need to play together, and honestly, don't let them win this. We have we need to get two wins to lock ourselves in a plane. It's got to be this one, and it's probably the Portland one. After that, you're in the ninth spot, laughing. They can't get you. So anything else is a bonus. So we need to really lock this one in. Win the games you're meant to win. Don't play with your food, as Antonio Daniel says. It's winning time. So, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, congratulations to Kansas for winning the national championship, the NCAA men's final. Uh, very exciting comeback. But, yeah, that was all I had to say about that. I don't really follow college sports, but congrats to them. I'm sure it's all very exciting. I'm going to pack up, look after yourselves, stay safe, and uh, go Pels. As always, I'm Lyle Swithenbank. This is the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. At Ethos Pelicans, at Lyle Swithenbank. Bye for now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.